Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. It's an absolutely tremendous holiday Monday to be alive and well with you. Tony Basilio at your service. Hope you're having a great one. All these sports converging right now. All the fun. Really tremendous. It's a Tennessee basketball day as the Vols take on Syracuse and are in a holiday tournament. Uh, the holiday tournament, the luck, some are calling it the greatest field maybe in the history of holiday tournaments. And that's going on all week long. And we will be on with you. Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. I was just in here a few seconds ago preparing for that. So remember, when, as soon as the game ends today, you dial us up at tclub.team or wherever you hear us. And we'll be on breaking it down scientifically with you. Bino, have you had your Judah mints this morning? Have you had your Judah mints in preparation earlier today after you brushed your teeth? Your Judah mints for today? I have not had my Judah mints today, Tony. Uh, How about your red honey? I haven't brushed my teeth either. How about your red honey pills, Bean Star? Have you had your red honey pills after Saturday? Uh, Tony, I, uh, I need to reorder. I had a 55 gallon drum going into the Missouri game and they're all gone now. Well, we were on for five and a half hours here at Dabino. So Monday, generally off the top and then we'll go to the phones. Monday generally belongs to you. So go for it, brother. Uh, well, Tony, Saturday's result wasn't unexpected uh, it's what happens when you pick the number one team in the country that seems to be getting better every week against a team that's none of the above uh, after the first play from scrimmage it was just total domination uh, in every phase of the game uh, illustrated by the fact Georgia converted nine of 13 first downs and Tennessee converted two of 11 you know it's no secret that uh if your offense can't stay on the field and your defense can't get off, uh, you're probably in trouble, which was the case on Saturday. Um, you know, it's uh, it's turned into a somewhat disappointing year uh, for me, not, uh, not from the eight-win standpoint. That's about where I thought they would be, uh, but how they got to that eight-win standpoint. And I've uh, seen something out of uh, – a Heupel team this year that I never expected to see, and that's that they're just so passive 
on both sides of the ball that they're bad boring. And I, I thought we would see a lot of things under Heupel, but bad boring wasn't one of them. Uh, and hopefully it's a, it's a one-year uh, one year off thing, and it's something that we never see again. I got into a <clears throat> knockdown dragout argument with a friend of mine last night who, who accused me of gaslighting him and told me I don't believe this. He said, this guy's program's going backwards. And I said, would you please stop with that? I said, I heard some people tell me that on Guards of Law, fifth quarter fan reaction. We did like five hours here night. And if you want to hear it, go over to tclub.team. You can get the, get the documentation. We were pretty well behaved for the most part. Everybody was. But... His line is, well, you're either going forward or you're not. And my line is, it doesn't work that way in college football. College football is not a linear deal. College football is a week-to-week, year-to-year deal, in my opinion. So much is dependent on your quarterback. And, Bino, I'm not here to say I told you so, but I told people so about Joe Milton back in the summer. Guy's not a playmaker. You've got to have a playmaker at quarterback in Heupel's offense. And the trouble this year is... He's a non-playmaker surrounded by non-playmakers. Because when you had those injuries earlier in the year, Thornton was starting to come a little bit. I'm not making excuses up. They went out yesterday without tackles. They went out yesterday without McCoy, without Thornton. They went out in that game without Peely, who was their best playmaker at linebacker. Without the kid that drives everybody crazy in the secondary that pro football focus was getting ready to call Charles Woodson. This team wasn't that good to begin with. They were a 9-3 team to begin with. Right now, the level of football team they put on the field Saturday is a 6-6, team. That's what they are. That's what they look like. Yeah. Georgia did yeah. that thing, Bino, where they scored their 38th and they call off the dogs. Georgia could have scored 55 or 60 on them if they'd have felt like it. You and I both know that. Yeah, uh, t- Tony. Here, here's here's what we know about Josh Heupel. He he's been a head football coach for six seasons now. Here's what we know: what we're seeing on offense this year is not Josh Heupel. Five out of his six years, he's put a very very good offensive team on the field. I expect him to again. Uh, we know after six years, his teams are going to be heavily penalized. That's what they've been every year. We know that they may not be great shakes defensively, although he seems to have recruited better defensively here so far than they have on the offensive side of the ball. So you may see some improvement there, but those are the things that we know about Josh Heupel. What we don't know about him is what are his program, what is his program going to look like in year five? Uh, we've never seen that. Yeah. I mean, he was at, next year's the first time he's ever been anywhere for four years in his young coaching career. So there's no way to look and assess what direction his program's going in until we see what his program actually is. Well, Bino, he was clapping at me saying it's just like what happened with at South Florida or at uh, Central Florida. He had, he had his greatest success with somebody else's players and the deeper he went along, he said, why can't you see this? The deeper he went along with his own players, the worse it got. And I said, that's just not, I said, there's not enough data for you to say that. 
No, it's uh, not. It's not deep. He goes. What, deep he goes, what about this year? He goes. This is his third year. It's getting worse. I said. You're. I said. You people drive me crazy with that. It is the term. It's determinant on the team you have in front of you. This guy inherited not a great roster. They raised the level of some guys. Got some guys drafted. Okay, if you want to say he inherited some good football players or very good football, okay, fine, whatever. He goes, what about the fact that he tried to make Hendon Hooker his quarterback or he tried to go over and he didn't even recognize. This guy doesn't recognize talent. And I'm like, dude, look, I can't help you. If you want to hate like that, hate. Here's my thing about Heupel. You have to have really good quarterback play to play the way he's trying to play, especially at this level. You might be able to get away with it at Central Florida. But you better have a guy at quarterback that raises the level of people around him, or you're going to go 8-4 and four every year. And by the way, that's going to be the best you're going to do if you don't get playmakers. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true, Tony. And he's, uh, you know, he made a mistake with Milton. He made a mistake with Milton. You can say he made a mistake with Milton twice. Uh, but Milton is so far the one quarterback in his tenure of six years uh, that he hasn't been able to win with. So, you know, five out of the six, he's he's had the right guy out there. Um, and, and so that, we'll see. You know, obviously, Josh Heupel has to do what every coach has to do in this league if they're going to be around any amount of time. They have to they have to accumulate talent. Uh, they have to develop that talent, and they have to adapt as they go along. The best two coaches I've ever seen in this league both have had to adapt. Uh, so uh, it's not going to be any different for Josh Heupel. The, the one thing I'll say about Josh is, uh, in in his defense, is, um, for some reason people want to just erase last year. What last year says to me is this guy can do it, given the opportunity. I'm not sure we had anybody between. Uh, I don't know about Kiffin because of time. I'm I'm sure we didn't have anybody between uh, Fulmer and and Heupel who I've ever had confidence could do it. I never saw it done at a level that we needed it done. I saw it done at a level a level we needed it done last year, and he's the one that did it. Amen. Really well put. What are you doing this year? Where are they going backwards, though? They're going, don't you understand? I'm, I'm like, look, man. Finally, I told my friend last night, look, it's like arguing politics with you. Because we're going to go round and round. And, and you're going to see it your way, and that's fine. Don't you understand? The deeper he got at Central Florida, it was diminishing returns with his own play. This guy doesn't understand. He doesn't recognize players. I'm like, look, man, I can't help you. I, I can't help you. He hasn't had his problem yet. He, he's... he's He's never been anywhere where he wasn't playing with someone else's players, basically. To the phones we go. Here's He's one. had one class of upperclassmen, I guess, that you could say. And, you know, that's those are first-year guys uh, that usually that's not a tremendous recruiting class. And I get so, where we are, Bino. Look, I get how people feel, like, from this perspective, yeah. right? You get your hopes up. You think your program's back to that elite status. Like, I wrote about yeah. Arkansas today, okay? 
Arkansas decided, to me, Arkansas looked in the mirror and they said, this is who we are. We're a six-win program, five or six wins in this league for life, NWO for life, Chico. And the truth is, that's who they are. That's not Tennessee. Tennessee's not eight and four for life. Tennessee will touch the playoffs. How often? I don't know. But they'll be able to. Arkansas can't. And Arkansas was asked about it. We're going to bring Sam Pittman back for another year. We're going to run it back. We don't need to buy him out. We don't need to try to be something we're not. Tennessee is somewhere in the middle, if we're going to be honest about it, between what they did last year and what they did this year. Nine wins annually, something like that. And touching the playoffs. How often? I don't know. Because it's going to be really hard in this league. You know, you... And this is the conversation we're all going to have going forward into the off season, but and, and we have a lot, enough time to kick our legs up and, and and talk about it. But the truth is, and we have to be honest here, people are already like getting jumpy about this coach, and I'm going, this coach got here in a complete mess. And Bino, it is like people are not acknowledging. Matt Dixon was texting me driving back from Garzala fifth quarter fan reaction going. Don't these people remember last year? And Bino, it's a weird thing. It's like our fans, a lot of our fans have forgotten that last year happened and they don't want to be reminded of it. It's really strange, man. Yeah, I, I just refuse to erase that from the ledger and only consider this year. Uh, I, I, I just don't think there's any fairness in that. I, I don't know. I don't know that Josh Heupel is the long-term answer here. I don't know. But I've seen him do it here, and I've never seen anybody post-former do it here. So, I, and I think he has the emotional maturity and the makeup of a guy, and he's, he's got a special skill set. He, he he is an offensive guy. I mean, five or six years don't lie. He's an offensive guy that can, and he's proven it'll work in this league. I just think that unlike the other guys before him, he's earned the opportunity and the patience to see if he is the guy that can do it here. And I think any talk otherwise this year is just nonsense, complete nonsense. Let's uh, go to the phones. Here's the deal. We are going to take phone calls up until Josh Heupel's press conference. After that, we're going to hear from Josh Heupel. Then we're going to hear from a gentleman previewing today's Syracuse game. And then at some point, we're going to jump off today because I was five and a half hours on the air the other night. And, you know, how much fun can somebody have for one lifetime? Let's go back to the phones. And then Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime this afternoon after each and every game this week. Because that is our pledge to you. It's the super service fan base like never before. We've been on after each and every Tennessee basketball game. That will continue throughout the season. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. How you doing, Tony? Stay right there. Hello and welcome into our first call. Have y'all got the couch ready, doctor, because I need therapy. All right, hit it. What in the world? I'm barely breathing. Woo, you are right about something, Tony. We didn't manage our hope. You was right. And I'm going to tell you, I started listening to you because I, 
I was doing research and I was finding calling shows and you all were on my list of people that was giving Joe hell and I didn't really like it because I was one of them, you know, uh, just anything and everything. But you know what? I'm not, I am not one of them that's saying far hopeful. You know, it takes time, but I'm so disappointed. It's like you love your kids. You know how much you love your kids, but do you think they can't piss you off and aggravate you and make you mad? Oh, yes. I'm mad at him because I think we was not told everything. I had no idea we had all these people out Saturday. That would have tampered my hope of us even getting close. I mean, we're not babies. We've been in the desert 15 freaking years. Tell us the truth. Well, but, uh, toward, towards that end, Peggy, it would have been really nice. And being on with your thoughts on this, why didn't they tell us that that quarterback was going to redshirt, which would have saved us from all this rigmarole, worrying about it, being you know, getting mad about the way they're handling it? Why didn't they tell us on the front end? That's the one thing I would improve about this coach if I could. Too, too many secrets, man. I mean, come come to people, come to your fan base and say, hey, look, this guy's going to get redshirted. Manage expectations uh, yeah. better. No, I, I, I agree on that, Tony. I, I'm not um, I'm, I'm not as upset with his handling of injured players. Uh, I, I don't see any reason to give to give your opponent any information about who's going to play and who's not. Uh, but as far as red shirting a player, uh, if that were if 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 those were truly their plans, that's something that he should have said to ease some of the pressure on himself and his staff more than more than anything else. It seems like something they come up with when they couldn't come up with no other answer to me. I think it's pretty much he felt like he was getting pushed by the fan base, public, media, and everybody to put Nico in there. And I said this a few months ago, and I called in, and everybody liked that. And I said, I don't think he's going to do it because he's that stubborn. And I think he might, you know, and that ain't necessarily a bad thing. No. But I think he got boxed into it. And then when you, what else are you going to do now? I mean, you'd be crazy to put him in now. Well, but here's the thing, and this is the thing that's been really interesting about Saturday. Saturday's game Nico can play in and won't hurt the red shirt, so he can keep play. He can play as much as he wants to play, yeah. And it will preserve his red shirt, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Peggy, the question is, how much does he play Saturday? How much are you going to play it him depends Saturday? Depends on how good we do, I guess. Are, are you going to let Are you going to let Joe Milton play the first series on Senior Day and then sit him down like some people want? Bino, some people want to do that. Uh, I'm in that camp, Tony, except for I, I think Joe deserves to start on senior day. Uh, and I, I would too. put him in there and play him two series. And then Nico would play the remainder of this season, the remainder of the Vandy game. And now that we know that the, uh, uh, that the bowl game does not uh, count against his red shirt, I'd play him the bowl game too. The whole bowl game? The whole bowl game. Unless we have, and they blow Vandy out, I don't think you're going to see Nico. And if we don't do Peggy it in the right. bowl game, you won't either. Peggy might be right. I guarantee Peggy, I've it. been in your camp until this week. I think we're going to see Nico Saturday, and I think we're going to see a lot of him. I think there's I mean, a uh, school of thought out mm-mm. there that Peggy could be right. Mm-mm. 
I bet you. I see, I don't, I Peggy thinks his coach is stubborn like a mule. That's a, that's where Peggy's going with her line, and she might be right. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, we we don't know. We haven't seen him in this situation. I mean, I don't know. I do I'm believe, I do believe now, Peggy, that the real reason was that they were trying. I don't know why. I have no idea why. But I do think they were trying to preserve his red shirt, and now that's no longer that's no longer a factor. It's unbelievable, Andy. I heard that they said that I, I, you know, heard, you know how that goes. But I, through the grapevine, heard that his dad said he didn't want him outside this year, and that's kind of going along with his wishes. Y'all heard that? Yes. So look, daddies, mamas, quarterbacks, and coaches. I know these people because I've got some of them in my family. I'm just telling you, it's on a small scale. We ain't nothing compared to that. If you think pride and stubbornness don't get into a young coach, it's just not off the field that wide. Is your coach just, is your coaching son? Is he stubborn, Peggy? They holy cow, Coach Cooper and Cosby. Oh, <laughs> oh called him out, Brino. <laughs> Right on the air, Bino. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Cooper. Woo! As Ric Flair once said, Peggy, thank you. Love yeah. you. Peace. Love- Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony. Hey, Bino. It's Marty. Hey, Martin. Uh, question for you guys. Um, when, a, when a college athlete signs a letter of intent, do they re-up each year, or yes. is it automatically good for four years? No, it's a it's a year-to-year thing. Okay. One, has Tennessee ever, and I hate to be, I mean, it's a corporation, you guys. I mean, that's what it's turned into. It's a mini-NFL, and, you know, I've had to let people go that I hate to let go. Has Tennessee ever gone to players in the past and say, yeah, you're just not cutting it? All down. the time. Okay, so it does happen. Do you see that happening possibly? Uh, over the off season, and do you see a um, possible coaching shakeup? That's all I got, and I'll listen. Thanks. Thank you. I don't know in terms of coaching shakeup. Look, um, Martinez doesn't have a deal for next year, a deal deal. But that doesn't mean they won't resign him, but he doesn't have a deal deal. So you can read the tea leaves there. Will there be players that they'll go to and say, hey, we need your spot? The answer is yes. Last year, there was, what, 18 or so that went into the portal? Something like that. You know, you and I were talking to Soccer Dave the other day in a text. There was like, he, he tracks all that stuff. There was like 17 or 18. There was a bunch of them. Happens every year in all these programs. Now, some guys, you know, you can't assume that it's with everybody. Because some people wake up and go, hey, I'm never going to play here. So, I'm just going to go. So I, This is hard and I got to go to practice every day. And I want to get on the playing field. Which is completely understandable. And then there are some who are encouraged to go into the portal. So that happens here, there, and everywhere. Is it right? Not really. Um, the other side of this is that you're going to see in the NIL area is there will be players with NIL deals that will jump into the portal. And the way those contracts are written in certain cases, they don't owe that money back. Because if they did, it would be pay for play. So that's the way those deals are written. You can jump into the transfer a portal and it's see you later that's you just burned your money so i'm with bino I, I focus on what happens on the field 
and I try not to think about the money involved in this. I just try to focus on the game itself. And the portal has created a an avenue whereby a team in Tennessee spot can get can get back quicker. I would encourage M. Beanstar to be very active in the portal with this team, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely, Tony. And I can't imagine that they won't. Uh, but that you know, the again, the the competition's going to be huge out there. Uh, maybe even more so than it is in the high school recruiting realm. So uh, it, uh, hopefully, Tennessee is, uh, and they've been pretty successful. As far as percentage, I think, uh, of getting players out of there that can play, uh, they just appear to be in a situation where they need they need volume as well. Yeah, the Peely kid this year was a really nice player. Uh, the Judy Lolly guy played a lot of football for him. The Kerry uh, guy was really the one player that couldn't play, who they got from Texas. But the two offensive linemen, the kid from Florida, could play. John Campbell could play. So, for the most part, they've done pretty well for themselves out of the portal. Let's go back to the phones. Wow, we got a kid out of Texas that couldn't play? That's big news. Stop the press. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Tony B. There he is, man. I'm sad to see your quarterback get hurt over the weekend. Hey, man, I... I, I just don't – Brown was pretty good, too, though. But let me tell you this. He first was all, pretty man. good. That was yes, really was. surprising. I was like, wow, look at that kid. Yes, sir. But let me, let me tell you something. I'd like to thank you and Bino, man, for the reception y'all gave me and my, my buddy that came in from Michigan, man. Dude, that's all he talked about. He's, he's, such, a, he's such a fan, bro. He, he enjoyed it. He didn't want to leave. I had to go somewhere, but he didn't want to leave, man. Well, I walked up to that man. I thanked him for his service. I told him I was sorry for cutting him off the other day, but uh, that he was associated with you. He goes, I understand. <laughs> That's okay, man. I like when you hang up on me, man, but much love. Titans, Bill, all the guys that showed me love. That other guy from Smoothie King. He needs Tom Marine, he that loves you. He's, he's got yes, respect. Sir. He let a Florida Gator do that commercial, and his, 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 his uh, profits will go double if he let a Florida Gator do it. But, Tony B., I just want to thank you now, but listen. Nico need to play right now. He need to play right now, bro. Forget the red shirt. Let, let let your boy start. You know what I mean? He wasn't as he wasn't as excited as he was supposed to be. Let him start. Let him get it. But Nico need to play for the rest of the rest of y'all bowl series, man. Because he eight million dollars, uh, Tony B. He's got to show something. He's got to get better some kind of way. Eight million? You just got eight million to just let him sit? Hey, Bino, I had somebody tell me the other day in the postgame, actually a couple people, that they don't want to throw him out there because they don't want to – they want to be able to sell the legend of him on the recruiting trail instead of letting people see him. Because once you see him, he can he's either going to sink or swim. But if you don't see him and you just showed him a little bit against Connecticut, you can sell the legend. Is that accurate, do you think? Uh, I would hope not. <laughs> I, I would hope not, Tony. I, I would hope that they have enough faith in him uh, and enough belief in him uh, that they would put him out here. From from this point on, from right now on, Tony, it, it is all about next season. 
It is all yeah. about Mississippi. Fl- Florida, you never would have convinced me, Florida, that at the end of the day, Graham Mertz would have had a much better year than Joe Milton. And look, I didn't believe in Joe Milton before the year. But if you told me the guy from Florida is going to have a three times better season than Joe Milton, I never would have believed that. Leading the SEC, Tony B. Never would have believed it. Pass completion. Never would have believed it. 73.8% pass Never would have in a million years, Bino, believed that. Never. Man, that's why we know we're young, bro. We're young. We're not projected to do nothing this year. We wouldn't project to be nothing. We 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 still playing with Dan Mullen's players, man. Now he got his own players. Let's see what he can do. Well, when DJ Legway come in, oh boy, you think you did nothing this year? You wait till next year. That's gonna be doing nothing. We're gonna molly whop you again, Tony B. You're gonna, gonna lose. You're again. gonna lose eight games next year. <laughs> no, no, Tony B. I, we got the tougher schedule in college football, and with DJ Legway and and the guys that's coming back, we got to get in the portal too. We got to go to the porthole too. But guess what? We're going to be ready because we played a lot of freshmen against these dudes, man, this past year. Well, get ready for it. I love y'all, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace. Same to you. My favorite time of the year. Just a time to be thankful. A holiday we haven't figured out a way to pervert with commercialism. Thanksgiving is a beautiful thing. Absolutely beautiful thing. I'm thankful for you. We continue. It's the Monday edition. Race fans, race fans, race fans. And we're going to take calls up up till Hypel. Calls till hype. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Merry Christmas, everyone. Whoa, hold on. It's way too early for that. Hello, this is Rick and Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Christmas is getting closer. Let Tillis Jewelry help make this holiday season a little less stressful. Did you know we offer layaway? Come in, select the perfect gifts for your loved ones, put 20% down, and then pay it off before Christmas. And you know we carry a great selection of -of one-of-a-kind pieces, vintage jewelry, diamonds, and more. Stop by and let us help you find that perfect gift. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Pillar Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. I've got our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson for Foodland. Miles, how you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's find out what's going on at Foodland and what great savings you guys have for the next two weeks. All righty. Well, we have cooked shanked portion ham, $1.49 a pound, sweet potatoes, 39 cents a pound, Mrs. Smith or Edwards pies, $5.99 each. Smithfield Spiral Sliced Ham, $2.49 a pound. Food Club Turkey, $1.29 a pound. Coca-Cola 12-packs, two for 11. And Pillsbury Pie Crust Frozen, two for six, and a whole bunch more. All right. People need to come in and check it out. You always have a flyer right there handy at the door for everybody. So, And these sales run again for uh, the next two weeks, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, that's fantastic. So anyways, you guys are located right there on West 7th Street. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Miles, you and the staff have a great uh, Thanksgiving next weekend. All righty. Same to y'all. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Hello, Columbia. It's Mayor Chaz Mulder here, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving on behalf of all of us at the City of Columbia. As we gather with family and friends, let's take a moment to reflect on the blessings that surround us. From our historic downtown, to the scenic landscapes, to the vibrant arts, we have much to be thankful for in our great community. May your day be filled with warmth, love, and the joy this holiday season. Cheers to a thankful community and a bright future together. Happy Thanksgiving, Columbia. 
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. You know, you can scream and you can moan, but it's really hard to get blood from a stone, as the old saying goes. And that's what, I look at this line this weekend as we welcome you back, 26, 26 points on sports. Bina, who we who, how are we going to beat somebody by twenty six points when we can't play offense? I, I I don't know, Tony. I think going into Georgia game, we were averaging twenty two points a game in league games. But again, you know, as you and I talked off air, Vandy isn't actually a league game, so you probably go back up to around the thirty that you're averaging against everyone. But uh, yeah, that's a lot of points to lay when uh, you're having trouble. And here's the thing. You know, where are our playmakers? I'm, I'm looking at these young kids at wide receiver, and I'm going, I don't see it. No offense. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment just a little bit, Tony, on that. Because um, when I look back, you know, I, no one thought Tillman was a playmaker un, until Heupel and Hooker showed up. Uh, Hyatt had a couple of years here uh, where people were expecting him to be one, but he wasn't one. So I'm going to reserve judgment on what we have or what we don't in that receiving core until we get a guy out there that can get the ball to him uh, on time, in stride, uh, which we, we we haven't had. That's a that's a point you well know, taken, uh, Bino. Good, Brian. What really is concerning, maybe the most concerning, is in the second half of these games they've lost, oh. I think – I think they've scored a total of maybe seven points all year in those losses in the second half. That's they were right. shut out in three of them. That's right. That is a – I guess that's the worst thing about it. You know what, it's you, just, you know what I think, though? And I, I was that answering – reflects halftime adjustments or lack of playmaking. Throtaji said that. Throtaji said that it was halftime adjustments. I say you've got a short stack team that's exhausted in the second half of these games. you got to get more players. Both sides of the line of scrimmage. you got to get more players. I, I think for the first time in his entire career, Tony, he's had a quarterback that he doesn't trust. I, I, I bet you there's been seven or eight times this year when on first down we've tried a wide receiver screen or some short pass that has we either haven't blocked well, we've dropped it, uh, it's been thrown poorly, whatever. You're at second and ten. I don't know how many times – We've run basically a play right into the teeth of the defense on second and 10 and wind up looking at third and 10 uh, because we they do not trust him to go back there and throw a ball over the middle and put us in a pretty good down and distance. I just don't understand the handling of this Nico thing the entire time. First of all, if you're going to redshirt him, tell everybody you're redshirting him. Say it back in December of last year. If his family wanted to redshirt him, and that story's true, I have no idea. We don't know. But if if that is, in fact, one of two things has happened here. Either this season got away from them to the point where this kid just didn't play in games, and they said, you know what, let's just redshirt him. Okay, fine. But if the latter is true that the family wanted to redshirt him, which is what people are saying now, then why didn't you come out in December and say last year, hey, he's practicing with us and he's a really nice, gonna be a nice kid and he is not going to play this year. We're going to play him in a couple games, but he's redshirting. Put a help wanted ad 
out there and try and go get another quarterback off somebody's roster, the, the decision to go with Joe Milton as your starting quarterback and try to work for a year with him, it's just, it was never, listen, it was never going to happen. Never. Why? Because he can't play. No offense. I didn't do it. God, I felt like I'm watching Gitmo play with a stronger arm. No offense. No it, offense. It, it, really, it really was, Tony, in that, the, uh, the catastrophic plays. Yes, no offense. He didn't have a lot of catastrophic plays, but uh, he's basically the same guy uh, because he 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 just – He's just not going to win games for you. And I'm not picking at our head coach, but when you're making $8 million, $8 million or $9 million, you can't waste a year with your fan base. You no, go to them and you say, honestly, we're redshirting this guy. You manage everybody's expectations. Listen, one thing about me when I meet with prospective sales, when I'm talking to people, they, well, you know, this is what I want. Because I always ask people, what do you want to accomplish? It's a good thing to ask people. And if they say, you know, I need to do blah, 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 and I hear something that's not that's not going to happen, I go, hey, look, I love you, and I love your show, but that's not going to happen. Because you got to learn, and maybe Hyper will do this as he, as he grows in his job, but you've got to manage expectations. You've got to tell people, hey, look, listen, last year was really special. But a lot of things lined up for us last year. And and this kid we have is going to be really good in time. But we're going to redshirt him. We're going to redshirt him. You can't do that to your fan base. And I want this coach to make it. You heard what I said earlier in the show. I, I don't know this to be true, Tony. But I think the latter scenario you put out there is what actually happened. Doesn't mean that he shouldn't have at that point said, okay, and explained it that way. Listen, we had intended to get him some time earlier. It hasn't worked out. We're the point now where we can save him a year, whether he needs it or not. That's when he should have announced it. But I do believe the scenario is what you said, that as the season developed, that's when they decided that they were going to redshirt him. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. On your Monday edition, hello. Hey, Tony, Josh, you boy. Wings. Hi, Brian. How about you, Brian? You're getting Joshy. some love today. Joshy. Joshy. Brian, did you guys play yesterday? NFL? Uh, yeah, they, they played. How'd y'all fare? How'd y'all fare? They won 34 14. Yeah. Poor Titans, man. Wasn't really uh, close. No. I, I took the over in that game. Did you hit it? Yep. Nice. Yes. But uh, I agree with uh, some people. I was saying, Tony, I think uh, you should get a quarterback in the transfer portal and give Nico competition for this up next season. No. No, it's his team. Don't agree. No, it's his team, man. Now, now you, now you, you're going to have to add a veteran, though, because you, you, you do need a backup quarterback, though. Next well, absolutely. Year. You get somebody hurt. I mean, you always got to have in this league. 
you always got to have a quality backup. The thing that's interesting to me is, is that Joe Milton, not only is he not, and knock on wood, good for him, not only has he not gotten hurt, he hasn't even gotten close to getting hurt playing behind that offensive line, which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Didn't he sort of against San Antonio have a, in the second half of that game, something happened with his knee or something? We yeah. thought he might be. For like five seconds. I think that was the only for the only time, maybe. That's right. For like five seconds. Yeah. Versus like the way it usually goes. Like I'm watching Josh Dobbs last night. First uh, drive from scrimmage, somebody hits him in his breastplate, launches on him in the NFL. And uh, I mean, launched on him, left both feet. Bino, they apparently they don't call that stuff in the NFL anymore. He got blowed up last night, like blowed up. What in the wide, wide world of sports was that coach doing, running him on a pitch sweep anyway? College offense. Tony, uh, I'm kind of losing trust in this hypo guy because. I said to you Saturday night when I called in on the post-game show, why would you throw it on a third and two instead of giving it off to one of your best running backs, Samson, on a third and two? I think it goes back to what Bino's talking about. Ordinarily, you're going to run that ball in that situation. I just don't think they trust their quarterback on fourth and short. I just don't. I just and and Josh Heupel this year after that Alabama game after he did that catastrophic go for it they've been punting the ball the whole time have you noticed that Bean Star the whole time yep in all these games they don't trust Joe Milton at all but yeah, you should run the ball there I mean you're right Josh you should yeah, run the sure, ball there sure I mean how can you not trust your running back to get at least two yards you know Tony. Well, they just don't want to create fourth and short. That's that's what they. That's just what they want to stay yeah. out of, because they do not trust that quarterback at all on fourth and short. Joshy, there there are areas where uh, I I don't know about Josh Heupel because we haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know if Josh Heupel can keep the coffers stocked with the type of players that you need to win at this level. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do in year four and five of his own program because he's never been there. The one thing I really don't have many concerns about is, is he going to be capable on the offensive side of the football if he's got the right quarterback? I, right. I'm not the least bit worried about that. But uh you guys think there's a chance Baru comes back next year for an extra season? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think there's a chance of that. Sure. Yeah, because uh, you're definitely going to need playmakers at wide receiver next year, and uh, it, it would be big if he could come back because uh, senior leadership, and he's a really good wide receiver to go to. Yeah, he would be huge. Plus, he's a, like you said, he's a real leader on campus. He, he's a totally different person than what you thought you were going to get with him. And um, and a pretty good player too. Not the greatest athlete in the world. A really strong guy that's hard to knock off his routes. And um, Tony, uh, yeah, what do you think about the game today? Do you think they uh, covered twelve and a half against Syracuse? It opened at fourteen. Yeah, uh, it's down, down to twelve, to 12 and, and a half, half, which is a which is a good number. 
Uh, I'll say, yeah. I think the Vols will play well. I think they'll cover. I think Dalton Connect will have a big game. And I think somebody inside is going to have a really nice game as well because Syracuse has nothing inside. That's the, wow. the, the They've got three excellent guards. They struggled to beat Colgate last time out. They came from like eight back after the last TV timeout to beat them by five. So they had a real nice finish to the game. They're not married to their zone defense anymore like they once were. It's weird to think about them without um, Boheme out there. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just very pleased that Tennessee's playing in a tournament like this, a tournament that says we matter, that we're in one of the elite teams in college basketball. Yeah, and uh, Town, one last question out the door. How do you think uh, your Eagles fare tonight against the Chiefs? Must have a bad connection. Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction. You're listening to uh, the Tony Basilio Show, TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. The Eagles play tonight. Um, Jordan Moore, who uh, Fox Sports Radio here in town, uh, fan run or whatever, says the following. Josh Heupel offensive TDs and conference games. A couple people have sent me this. This is an interesting stat. 2018, he scored 44 of them. 2019, 43 of them. 2020, 45. 2021, first year here, 36. Um, last year, 45. And this year, 16. 16. So I ask you, Tony, in the old time, circle what doesn't belong here. There you've got, you've got five pieces of fruit yep. and an aardvark. Yep. Which one of those doesn't belong? And you know what's funny? Fans, and, and I was talking to Bino about this off the air. I, I'm not talking about how to think. I'm not. If you think this year is a Josh Heupel problem and his program's not going anywhere... And this guy, maybe you're right. None of us know. None of us know. You better have a really good playmaker at quarterback if you want to run this offense. And that means with your arms, with your legs, with your brain, with your feet, with your essence raising the level of everybody around you. And I'm not picking at Joe Milton, but he's just kind of none of that. But he looks good in a uniform. I mean, he looks incredible in a uniform. I'll tell you what. And I'm not knocking this guy. If Savannah Bananas started a football program, he would be perfect for them, Bino. Because he could go out there yeah, and play the game with people and throw the ball from end zone to end zone. And who doesn't want to see that? That commercial he does with that real realty guy where he throws the ball like a million yards. That's it, man. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the shot of him at that Manning camp when everybody's like standing there watching him. Because that is something. That's like these guys I see that play guitar you know on youtube or just 
people you see in life that can just really rip through these scales and you're just like god how do you do that now when you play music with them they can't play music but man they can really rip through these riffs and you're just like wow it's not applicable to anything tony he's a he's a long drive contest winner. that's what he is and there's nothing wrong with that oh, i mean it's it's a oh. better skill than i have problem with him is if he'd have grown up in the northeast and you're in a snowball fight with him he'd hit you with half the snowballs when he's on your team let's go back to the phone on the next block oh my gosh i mean break some windows high and wide <laughs> another snowball fight ends in everybody on both teams running Let's go back to the phones on the TLD Logistics hotline online at tldlogistics.com. Hello and welcome in. Hello, Tony. The birthday boy. Yes. Hello, Dino. Hi there, Titansville. Happy 70th, brother. Yeah, well, thank you, buddy. And hello, Brian. Yeah, you t- you tore my kingdom down. Titans. Oh, Titans Bell, happy 70th birthday, Titans Bell. I'm kind of proud of Brian. Well, he didn't come you, on here. Brian. Brian, Brian did not come on here gloating today. I'm kind of proud of Brian. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's been disappointing all round for both the Vols and the Titans. And I think that Hypo needs to do what Frable is already doing. Get rid bench. Joe Milton Burrow and put in Nico Mania. Wow. I hope that's what we're about to see, Titans, Bill. That's what he needs to do. Nico Mania is running wild. Yeah, Nico Mania is definitely running wild. Yep. I'm going to go out and get my number one thumb finger. And of course, uh, you know, this com- and of course, this coming uh, Sunday, my buddy Tom and I is going over to see the Titans play the Panthers, and that that should be a W. I'd be very disappointed <laughs> because look, right now they're undefeated in Nashville on the road. They're they they're playing like crap. I'm gonna have to say I feel that. Yeah. They're not playing well on the road, and you're going to absolutely pummel that little kid from Alabama. Yeah. Bino, that's shocking to me how that kid can't play, the kid from Alabama. I guess I didn't know what I, what what to expect, but he's so little. Isn't he? Yeah, I, I think he's just too small for the NFL, Tony. I'll tell you, I believe when I when my buddy Tom and I go there, I believe the glass is going to be half full because there. It would not surprise me that I'll probably be seeing a lot of uh, seats disguised as fans. Well, we'll see. I I don't know. The Titans got a great fan base. They've always been yeah. very loyal to their team. Yeah. You know, they've always been extremely loyal. That's the one thing they're known for, Bino. Very loyal fan base. Stop it, Tony. They go through thick and thin. 
Maybe, hey, maybe Kyle Blackburn will show up down there. Wasn't it great meeting him the other day? Oh, man, it was great meeting him the other day. And, of course, you know, um, as I, you know, as I said to you, um, you know, I'm familiar with his mom. I can remember when I owned a big satellite dish, I would pick up a station out of uh, Nashville when she was anchor there and I took and it would it took one look and it was just one look that's all it took yeah just one look there's one way I could describe Ann Holt she's as radiant as a Rolls Royce gold with that solid gold she's as dashing as a beautiful ninety carat gold, ninety carat diamond necklace, diamond bracelet, and diamond earrings. Bino, would you be comfortable if a caller to a talk show was talking about your mom like that? I I, I probably wouldn't be comfortable, Tony, but it wouldn't be like he was telling mama jokes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're putting her over, Bill. You really are. And, you know, she listens to the show. Yeah. Uh, And she looks as fabulous as a full-length Silver Fox fur coat. (laughs) Did that... Did... Did any of that register with him, Vino, what we were just saying about the uncomfortability level, or did he just go... (laughs) Double down. What what do we just hear here? I'm paying her a wonderful compliment. Come on, guys. He's on a roll, Tony. Leave a tender moment alone. All right. Is Ann Holt making, in honor of your meeting, her son, who is a beautiful man, by the way. Looks like the weekend. He is a beautiful looks, man. Looks like he the weekend that played man. a recent Super Bowl. Looks like the weekend. Um, Kyle is a good-looking guy. Uh, yeah, he is. He was radiant. I thought Friday, Bill, didn't you? Yes, he was very radiant. And I'm, you know, I was happy to meet him along with Florida. I was happy to meet him and Florida's friend. Yep. You said, and I was happy to meet him. His name's Michigan. Florida's friend, Michigan. He's, he's from Michigan. Yeah, where I where I'm originally from. <clears throat> so, um. I, I'll tell you who else I could put on, put in that elite, along with Ann with Ann Holt. Bill, let's leave a tender moment alone. Maybe we'll do that one tomorrow. Okay. Love okay. you, buddy. Thank you. You got to see. You got to manage. What I'm trying to do here is you got to manage this thing. Listen, uh, Tony. I, I saw I saw Kyle, and uh, I think it's the first time I'd had an opportunity to see and speak to Kyle since. Um, they shut down the SEC basketball tournament the day that you and I were at Wild Boar. That's a great memory. The first time that I've seen Kyle since then. That's a great memory. Great to see Kyle. I did not think he was radiant. As we come back, it's hour two. More phone calls leading into Josh Hyper, leading into a preview of today's Syracuse game. It's all ahead after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. 
built to win. Touchdown, Alabama! Built for championships. Throws intercepted, Alabama! Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on the Chattanooga Mocs. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Hello, Columbia. It's Mayor Chaz Mulder here, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving on behalf of all of us at the City of Columbia. As we gather with family and friends, let's take a moment to reflect on the blessings that surround us. From our historic downtown, to the scenic landscapes, to the vibrant arts, we have much to be thankful for in our great community. May your day be filled with warmth, love, and the joy this holiday season. Cheers to a thankful community and a bright future together. Happy Thanksgiving, Columbia. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Tomorrow is the 60th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. As part of that, a special on tomorrow's program in our third hour tomorrow, not during the Showtime Showtime, but during our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime, we're going to talk about the Kennedy assassination. Matt Dixon will be in the house with us. Bino will be here. John Adams. So bring your conspiracy theories. Come one, come all. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. And I don't know what to make of any of it. Brian Hartman, you had something you want to add, and then we'll go back to the phones. Well, I think there's, on the uh, Kennedy thing, that's not what we were talking about, Brian. There was something during the break you're, oh, you're wanting to add. Yeah, Do you remember? I, I, had a, I had a thought on the Kennedy thing, too. I guess you don't think I'm that. No, I want, you tomorrow to, I want you to hold that till okay. tomorrow. Okay. Um, you know, you talk about how fans are just sort of upset and wanting, you know, mentioning hot seat and stuff like that. I, I think if they beat Florida, I don't think you hear any of that. I think if they beat Florida, they've won two in a row, which they should have. And everyone still, I think they could have lost the other games the way they lost them. But they at least said, well, they beat Florida. Everything's fine. How about this? How about we make a trade, right? Let's trade the Texas A&M win for a Texas A&M loss and a Florida win. Is the season seen differently, Brian? I think you're right. That's I think that, he's that, right. That's close. I think he's I, I right. I think that's close. I, no, I think you're right. I think you could have said, you know what? That pretty good Texas A&M team came in here and they beat us. But, man, we went to Florida and won. You know, he's probably right, uh, Bino. And then we'll go back to the phones. Well, I know the Florida loss has tempered my view of the season quite a bit. Now, I would still be concerned about how we've closed this season uh, because we we just haven't closed it at all. You know, and, and I know a lot of it's attrition, but – we're getting worse instead of getting better. That that would have been a concern for me. But, uh, yeah, a Florida win, I would view this season a whole lot differently. Josh Hyper coming up here momentarily. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony. How you doing, buddy? Been better. Thank you. Hey, it's Greg. Hey, buddy. Everything okay with you guys today? Oh, we're blessed to be here, man. We're blessed to be here. Amen on that. Hey, uh. 
let me throw something out. I know we talked over the weekend. Um, as we're looking at Nico compared to Joe, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it all out and give a good reasoning behind all of it. I don't have a good one at all. I had a good friend of mine yesterday. Good. He was a good sports guy. Yep. And he brought up something we all talked about over the weekend was the defense. And he brought up the defense never adjusted in several games where that happened in the second half. There were no adjustments made on any areas. Um, But back to the quarterback. I think you live for today in playing a game. You try to win. You try to be number one in your conference, whatever the case may be. And you can't play the game or coach a game and looking at next year and leaving a guy on the sidelines who's a five-star quarterback, every coach in the country, if they're worried about coaches seeing him, they already know it. They've seen film on him. He was recruited by everybody. That's out the window. That excuse is out the window. That kid needed to play to start the year, in my opinion. The more I've thought about it over the last 48 hours or so, and I'm thinking, I've seen freshmen, and I don't, I don't, I can't name anybody, but I remember seeing freshmen that were brought in, that were five-star, four-star quarterbacks. They got in the flow, and they might have had a quirky first game or two, but as the season went, they got better and better and better. Like you look for a team or a player to do. This kid should have been given the opportunity because the coaches knew what they had at quarterback from last season, the time he played. And still a miracle to me that he won the award in the Orange Bowl. That's probably the worst fluke of Tennessee football ever. Um, I mean, let's not diminish him to that point. Come on now. That's that's not fair. He played well. well. Yeah. He played well. And they played well. He did play well. I agree with you. Uh, he played well. They but, played well. You know, let's let's not. Uh, but my thing about what you're saying is, I, I, I go back to this. If they would have just played him the whole time, I think you'd ended up eight and four. I think you're going to beat who you're going to beat. That Texas A&M team was never going to come in here and, and beat the balls. So I just think we don't lose to Florida. That's possible. Although and probably, probably you'd have been on Missouri. you'd have been on the road in front of an oiled up crowd in a night game down there with a true freshman quarterback and no Cooper Mays. That sounds but difficult. You know, what, you know what, Tony? And and you guys probably are better at this than I would be at the present time because I'm not looking at names and studying them as much as you guys are. But you got a five star quarterback as good as this guy was or he is, hey, he's going to be dynamite when he gets to play and has a lot of games under his belt. 
A lot of games. But that wasn't the Florida. See, let's go back. Look at the kid from Georgia right now. Consider where he is now and where he was back in September. I'll go with you at the end of the year. At the end of the year, he's probably a much better player. Maybe you can go to Missouri and win with him. I don't know that absent a Cooper Mays. I think probably the same thing happens with Florida. What do you think, Bino? Yeah, I, I, I think that Nico will prove to be a much, much better quarterback here than Joe Milton was. But I don't know that our record would be a whole lot different. And Carson Beck, who you're talking about, I think, Tony, this is his fourth year on campus. That is correct. And they had to grow so, him. And they had to grow him. You know, that's, that's different. A guy in his fourth year on campus getting his opportunity and a guy in his think fourth about, month on campus getting the opportunity. Think about this for a second. Peyton Manning, with all his weapons that he had around him, what was their record his freshman year when he had to play? Well, that's right. It's hard I think they for lost, a true freshman. They lost three or four games that year. Now it's a little bit of a different game than it was back then because these guys use their feet a whole lot more. And in this offense, you'd use your feet a whole lot more. And I do think Nico's a pretty intelligent kid who's got – I mean, we saw him in the in the UConn game. He's got a lot of instincts. He feels what he's doing, which is what I hear about him. Um, but yeah, I still think Greg would have been hard to win at Florida. What Nico playing this entire year would have done is eight and four would have been more acceptable. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But here's here's another thing to look at. And I know it's a team that is in better shape than Tennessee, but the terrible, terrible injury for the kid at Florida State. Look at their quarterback. He came in, of course, look who they were playing against. It wasn't a good team, but they were having trouble at the start of the game when the good quarterback was in. But he put up 50 points, led them to the big swamp, and now he's got to run the show. But he's not a highlight like Nico. I don't think he was a five-star quarterback coming out of high school. There's one got to look at. And also, one more thing, and I'll get off of here. Is there anybody in the school program in the athletic department, does the athletic directors critique a multimillion-dollar coach's season and look at decisions made or not made throughout the year in these games or as a whole for the whole year? And I'll leave it at that everyone and tony and guys we appreciate you a whole lot it's a it's a really interesting point i i do think and i have heard well let's i'm going to come back to that here's josh heupel live at tennessee i think this is the last time i get you guys this week so happy thanksgiving to everybody's uh families hope you guys have a great uh holiday weekend um salute to service game this week as as well so i want to thank everybody for uh for everything they do uh, give us the opportunity to do what we do and uh senior day as well so uh, a lot of special guys that uh, have been here uh stayed the course uh help uh you know put the pillars of this program together uh put them back in place and a lot of guys are extremely special so need to send them out the right way um, you know, this is uh, our last opportunity in the regular season. Need to go finish it the right way inside of Neyland Stadium. Um, and uh, guys need to get ready to go play. So I'll open it up. 
Coach, you just mentioned Senior Day. It will be the last time yeah. for some of these guys to play a home game at Newlands. Just how special is that for them? And just what has this group meant to you? Like you said, has stuck through it throughout your three years well, here. Well, I just think the as a senior, it, it hits you and it hits you, you know, in the face really quickly that uh, it will be your last time inside of that stadium. And uh, it's a really special group of guys um, that have been through um, some uncertainty uh, during the course of their program chose to stay uh, when I arrived, a lot of these guys, and um, have been instrumental in, in helping, uh, you know, turn the culture and, and turn uh, our program around. Um, it's a special group, how they've performed, uh, but also just who they are as people. Uh, I'm really proud of them. you got about 20 guys who could come back. And how, how do you approach them going through senior day? And then, two, how do you approach – like potentially having to replace them, but knowing that they could tell you three or four weeks from now after the portal's open, hey, Coach, I'm coming back for another year. You know what I'm saying? How do you balance that? Yeah, uh, for us, uh, guys that are senior that, um, you know, are potentially exhausting their eligibility uh, and or are graduating, have the opportunity to, to walk. I think it's important that you keep the main thing the main thing, which is Saturday afternoon performing uh, against Vanderbilt. On the back end of the season, um, you want guys to make the, the right choice for them, their families, their future. And so uh, you have conversations with them. You also try to help provide information to them and uh, make sure that they're putting themselves in, in the right position for their future uh, on the field and off. Coach, in, in the run game, you've seen, you guys have seen uh, some, I guess, more three-down linemen looks mm -hmm. a, a little bit. What, what are the challenges schematically and running against that. I know everybody does it a little bit different, but what's the difference in maybe a three-down lineman look as opposed to a traditional four-man front? Yeah, uh, three-down uh, fronts can can vary too in, in the fundamentals and technique and, and how they play it. Um, sometimes your matchups are, are different, um, you know, based on the type of techniques that they're, they're playing. So um, schematically, sometimes your schemes are, are going to vary because of the spacing and, and how you create grass. And, um, you know, you got to be able to adjust uh, – to what you're seeing or what you're preparing for on tape. Josh, your offensive line is pretty banged up right now. Do you expect your tackles? Not, and not just the offensive line. Not, yeah. not just the offensive line, but with that group, do you expect John and Gerald to be able to go from the get-go on Saturday? Uh, hope to have uh, both of those guys available in this one. We'll kind of see how um, you know they go through the week and, and where they're at before we get to kickoff, but certainly hope to have those guys available. And anything you can offer on Javantes or yeah, Dane out uh, there? Sprague, Sprague's will be out uh, the remainder of the, the, the season. Um, and uh, unfortunate injury, a guy that uh, pours into his teammates, has great energy, competes extremely hard, plays really hard, continues to get better as a player, and, uh, you know, disappointed for him, certainly. Oftentimes when players are asked maybe what didn't go right in a game where you all lost, they say that they didn't execute at a high level. What's preventing the team, especially in offense, from uh, executing at the caliber you all know you can? Yeah, um, you know, the football game the other day, uh, I said it afterwards, um, we played hard. Uh, we played smarter football, too. Uh, you can look at our penalties, and, and uh, we were cleaner than we had been. Um, the game, you can look at one stat. You look at third downs in particular, getting you to the next set of downs. And they were able to convert. Um, a lot of that was in man-to-man -man situations and, and make plays. Uh, offensively, we were not able to do that, not able to sustain anything. Coach Jalen is leading the SEC, maybe the country at this point, in, in yards per carry. But 
does it have a big workload? How do you balance that? Would you say that that's one of the reasons his average is so high is because you guys have managed that workload, or do you, you know, would you like it's to force a, feed him a little more? A little bit, a little bit of both. Um, you know, we got to go stable backs. Um, I do think they complement each other. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the game, we typically try to go with a guy that's got a hot hand. Um, Jalen's been uh, fantastic all year long. Um, he's created some huge plays for us. And uh, we're going to need that in this football game as well. But uh, you try to balance all of that. And just to follow up to Austin's question earlier about the the guys with the COVID year, do you you've got the portal coming up? Do you do you set a hard deadline for those guys to tell you what they're going to do, or do you are you pretty patient and let them go through the process? Well, I think at the end of the day, guys got to be uh, ready to make the decision. Um, Either either way, right? Um, and uh, if you try to, you know, rush or pressure them into that, um, you know, they end up in a situation where they maybe make the wrong one. At the end of the day, you gotta be where your feet are, and I'm talking about for the next calendar year. And uh, so you provide information to them. Uh, some of it takes longer uh, as you're trying to gather NFL uh, information for those guys too. Going back to senior day, can you remember a specific moment where you've had a group of seniors or one specific senior like really mentor your younger guys throughout the season? One specific moment or several? One specific moment? Yeah, like any kind of moment. Where they mentored a, a younger guy? Yeah, just like a younger guy on the team. Man, Jacob Warren, uh, how he embraced Cali as soon as he uh, set foot on campus, um, you know, being out on the field, in the meeting room, putting in extra work with him, a uh, guy that really helped bring him along extremely quickly. Since it is the only time we will see you this week, what, what's the injury update in the back end with uh, Jordan Thomas and Tamarion McDonald, Wesley Walker, and those guys who are banged up back there? Yeah, um, you know, we were hoping uh, that T-Mac would be uh, ready to go as we went through warm-ups, just uh, wasn't in a position to, uh, to play. Hope to have uh, those guys ready to go in this one. Yeah, uh, Wesley's probably more questionable than uh, the other guys. Yeah. Two quick things, uh, do them separately. One, you guys, you mentioned the stable of running backs you have, a lot of talent there. And a lot of those guys will split out wide for you at times, but you guys really haven't used more than one on the field at, at one time. What's been kind of the drawback to maybe not using them in those situations to, on the field at the same time? Uh, you're saying like two back personnel? Yeah. I just, you know, who we are, how we put the game plan together. And, and um, you know, we've had thoughts of doing that just at the end of the day, haven't uh, decided to go that direction. And then just to make sure we get it in, what can you say about uh, Vanderbilt specifically? Yeah, um, listen, they've had two weeks of preparation, opportunity to get healthy. Uh, this is an in-state game. Uh, this is a big game for, for them. It's a big game for us, too. And um, we need to go finish it. you got to play physical. you got to win at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, I, I just mentioned it. we got to win some one-on-ones in this one, too. Josh, you, you didn't make it a secret on Saturday how disappointing some things have gone this season and how y'all aren't in the position you want to be. <clears throat> have you had to get anything, do anything extra to motivate some of these guys or to inspire these guys late in the season? You know, how was practice today? How was the attitude, all that stuff? Attitude was good. Um, disappointed, um, which is what you expect and what you would want on a Monday morning. Uh, it is you, you know, go back and review the film with them uh, before you get out on the grass. Um, this is a, a prideful group. Um, I've said that. We haven't always played, you know, what we think as well as we think we can uh, at certain portions of, of football games. 
disappointed with uh, last week's uh, result, certainly. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of work that goes into it from the time they step foot back on campus in, in January. This is our next opportunity. We need to go take full advantage of it. Once we got out on the grass today, uh, I like the, the energy from it. Coach, going going back to, to Jalen, you've had thousand yard receivers each of the, your first two seasons here. Now he has he has a chance to go over a thousand yards rushing. What does that milestone mean for him, and also for you as a, as a program? Well, for him, just his growth as a, as a player, uh, the work that he's put into it uh, to be in a position to uh, obtain that, uh, you know, I think is important to him. Uh, he probably wouldn't say that if he was up here, but uh, I certainly would say it for him. Um, you know, and uh, you know, proud of of a young guy that um, you know when we got here was a, a fast kid that just tried to run around everybody. Now he's got great patience, great vision, and still has the home run speed to take the distance. In your experience, Josh, how much more powerful and influential is leadership when guys are able to play? You have some key guys that could be leaders, and I'm sure are doing the best they can. How much of a difference does it make when you're actually in that action to help other guys? Well, I, I, it does matter that you're in the action or you're out on the, on the field with those guys during the course of, of a drive, um, but you still have influence. You still have impact um, when you're outside of it. Uh, some of those guys aren't out at practice the entire time, so you miss them during portions of that too. Um, you know, we've had some guys that have had surgery, so, you know, they've been gone for an extended period of time. You miss that energy inside your, your position room when they're gone. And there you have some, there you have it, some Josh Heupel on a, on a Monday. But man can't live on football alone because Tennessee basketball is in action as well versus Syracuse today. And Matt Park, who's had a busy weekend, down at Georgia Tech, I guess, Matt, if there's one thing, you uh, calling the uh, football game, now going to call the basketball game. If there's one great thing about it, you're you're right on top of one of the busiest airports in the world on Saturday. So you've had quite the odyssey, man. You're putting in the hours here, Matt Park. Yeah, yeah, that's how it worked out. I mean, it, uh, we were fortunate that that football game was right there in Atlanta. So that became the plan very early on. And uh, a few of us, just a couple of us actually made the trip. And I didn't see him until baggage claim, but Bob Tesling was on the same flight. I figured he had the same thing. And Beautiful. Talk to me about this yeah, tournament. It's your best shot. Hey, Matt, this, yeah, uh, this field is ginormous. I know Syracuse is yeah. used to playing in these events down through the years. Have you ever seen a stacked field like this in one of these deals? No, every, everybody's talking about it. We ran into Coach Bayheim in the hallway last night, and He's prone to hyperbole, but he's like, oh, this is the greatest tournament field there's ever been. And he, he's he's probably right. I mean, you think about national championship programs and, and teams that have a shot to win it this year. The, the coincidence or irony from a Syracuse perspective is Syracuse is unbeaten in the Maui Invitational. Uh-oh. Uh, been here three, three times ever and have never lost a game. Now you come to this event, it's moved to Honolulu, and they might not win a game. They, they won't be favored, uh, certainly in the first two. So, uh, you know, that, that's the uh, unusual part of it. But they, they've had great success out here. It's been a lot of fun. Tell me about the Qs. The other night, the Orange have an opportunity uh, with Colgate. They're on the ropes, and they come back and win. How significant was that for those guys to experience that success? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, you go back to the point where they're just getting, you know, just not playing very well at all. You're staring at three consecutive losses to Colgate. Uh, which is just unthinkable. You know, they'd won 54 in a row before uh, these last two years, and Colgate shot the lights out 
uh, two years in a row. This time it wasn't really because of three-point shooting, but uh, Syracuse didn't play well. They're getting out-rebounded by Colgate, you know, things like that. That just shouldn't happen. And uh, they kind of turned it on. Pressure defense uh, changed it around. It's a real uh, early milestone for a new head coach. And some momentum coming here. And again, they'll have their work cut out for them today. But the, the idea that uh, you know three and zero in this case is a lot better than two and one. No question. And Matt, Tennessee hasn't trailed in the game, which I know you're getting prepared for this. But this Tennessee team, obviously, so much is expected of them. I, I think the number opened at like fourteen. It's people, the betting markets like Syracuse at that number, whatever. But the truth is. You, you look at Syracuse, you look at Tennessee, and Tennessee struggles as well uh, rebounding the basketball, and they've had struggles inside. And it looks like the team that does that effectively today is is going to have a real chance of winning. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Syracuse, I think they're going to have a hard time with, with at least the perceived toughness of Tennessee. And toughness should equal rebounding. It, it certainly uh, should equal lockdown defense and that type of thing. Syracuse's best player, Judah Mintz, is uh, a very fun-to-watch, flashy, flamboyant uh, kind of player. He can drive past anybody so far and get to the rim. Well, let, let's see. You know, against uh, Tennessee, Virginia, teams like that that play very good sound uh, team defense, um, he's going to be the, the one to watch. Rebounding, you know, Naheem McLeod's the biggest player the program's ever had. Transfer from Florida State, he's seven four. He's got a rebound. You know, Chris Bell, uh, you know, plays a forward position. He starts. He doesn't rebound at all. You know, mm. so that's that's got to improve. And they, they don't have to out rebound teams all the time. They have to just not get blown out there. What what else is Syracuse's key for success today, Matt Park? As you're on the call, um, I think I mean you got to slow a team that scored eighty points plus in, in every game so far. Make up. You know, the, the experience level here swings uh, significantly into Tennessee's favor. Uh, you can't make that up today, but you got to, you know, I think the, the best game that Judah Mintz and J.J. Starling can connect as far as guards, they got to make shots. This is not a, not a gifted three-point shooting team. So the guys who are really, are really good shooters, Justin Taylor and Chris Bell, they, they can't have lulls. I, I don't think, you, you know, if you look, you go into the fourth quarter here, and you know those guys have you know one or two three pointers made for the game. I think it's Syracuse is probably down double digits at that point. They found something in that pressure defense you were talking about late in that Colgate game. Do they uh, continue with that today? It's funny. I, I should have asked uh, Adrian Autry that. that. That would have been a good question. But I'm sort of conditioned after 47 years of the Hall of Famer that you know it's not if some is good, more is not necessarily better, and it's just. <laughs> You know, uh, the the press is, has been a historically used here out of desperation only, uh, and, and it has worked sometimes out of desperation. So, so we'll see. I think uh, Red would be more prone to playing more press uh, type defense or more pressure defense, I should say. Uh, Kadir Copeland, guys like that who come in off the bench, they do go a little deeper. Those guys come in and they disrupt the game from a defensive perspective. So, if if that at all is in their game plan, you'll you'll see those types of players in the game early. Uh, Malik Brown, Kadir Copeland, that, that would be a key to that type of approach. You know, with the with – the, and you were talking about Mints before and the flashy players. And at the collegiate level, two things I don't understand. I don't understand why more people don't press. And I don't understand why more teams don't utilize zone defense. But I would press a lot. <laughs> I would force people to play faster than they want to. And I think you could get to Tennessee if you did that, if they, if they tried that today. I really do. Well, look I- – 
I guess Jim Beheim's the guy I've learned most of my basketball from, so I'll just respond the way he would respond. In, in this case, I, I he would tell you that the reason that teams don't press more is that the ball handling across the board has improved to the point where you're not melting teams down on a regular basis. You know, the idea that, oh, you're going to speed somebody up. I do think there are individuals for whom you can create problems. You know, one of the famous Syracuse wins from playing uh, pressure defense is they're playing a very good Virginia team in in 2016. Um, London Brentos is in his eighth year as the uh, point guard and quarterback, and they just melted down and and gave the game away in the second half. That doesn't typically happen, uh, certainly with good teams. So uh, that's among the reasons you, you, you probably don't see it more. Um, I, I think teams aren't as deep. This Syracuse team is maybe a little deeper than it's been, at least in terms of guys they're willing to throw out there, uh, a ninth and maybe tenth guy. So um, you, you could see a little bit of it today. And zone now here is a change-up uh, with this particular coaching staff. So uh, they have played zone to, to some effect here in the early part of the season, and, and we'll see. Naheem McLeod at 7-4 is a great zone kind of defender. You, you don't want him out thinking he's got to go block a shot in the corner like the zone sometimes calls for, but uh, being around the rim and protecting it there uh, is his strength. Matt Park joining. Brian Hartman jump in here, and then Matt's got to run because he's on his way to the venue. Go ahead, Brian. I was going to ask about the zone defense that they used to run for years. It was a staple of Jim Boheim. Are they going to get away from that a little bit now going forward, or do you think you'll see that later in the season as as we go along and they figure out each other? Now it's sort of a backup. Um, the head coach, Adrian Autry, prefers man-to-man defense as his primary defense, and uh, that's what they've played. Uh, you know, the current players have come up a little bit. I mean, there's not that they have a ton of experience with it, but they uh, have experience in uh, in-zone defense, and they can switch to that. They work on some of those principles, and they practice both. Uh, coach Beheim didn't like to split his practice time among multiple defenses either. It's one of the, one of the pillars of his commitment uh, to the zone. So, uh, I, you'll see him use both, but primarily man right now. Hey, Matt, I love this time of the year. It's incredible. Uh, and really appreciate you taking some extra time out of what's going to be a busy day for you to uh, give us a rundown on Syracuse. I appreciate you being a great ambassador for the sport, my friend. It's good talking with you, and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving season. Most of all, I appreciate it. Thanks to you and for what you do. Appreciate it. Thank you. Matt Park, one more time. He's on the call today of uh, what will be an interesting game. You know, it's weird thinking of uh, Syracuse basketball without playing that zone and, and without Bayheim. Yeah, it really is, Tony. I'm, you were wise not to bring me in there. I'm still on snap alert from the 77 loss. 865-200-5402. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I love Bino. More calls after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Carrie registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. I've got our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson for Foodland. Miles, how you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's find out what's going on at Foodland and what great savings you guys have for the next two weeks. All righty. Well, we have cooked shank portion ham, $1.49 a pound. Sweet potatoes, 39 cents a pound. Mrs. Smith or Edwards pies, $5.99 each. Smithfield spiral sliced ham, $2.49 a pound. Food Club turkey, $1.29 a pound. Coca-Cola 12 packs, two for 11. And Pillsbury pie crust frozen, two for six. And a whole bunch more. All right, people need to come in and check it out. You always have a flyer right there handy at the door for everybody. So, And these sales run again for uh, the next two weeks, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, that's fantastic. So anyways, you guys are located right there on West 7th Street. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Miles, you and the staff have a great uh, Thanksgiving next weekend. All righty, same to y'all. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. We were talking during the break. Brian Hartman dug up a number for us that I had. Bino, did you think we were 3-3 three and three against Syracuse all time? Today's game is for the Orange Championship of the World. After the Vols beat Clemson last year, fake orange. And today the big no. orange play the orange. I, I didn't figure we had played them a whole lot, and I I, I could remember two times when we had beaten them, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I surprised we're five hundred against them. So we're three and three against them, and today is for the championship. I will determine. I've determined that today's game is for the orange title of the world. And two of the three losses were by Wade Houston. In back-to-back years. Interesting. Hello and welcome in. TLD Logistics Hotline, and we're heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive. Overdrive. Hey, Philly. How you been on, Brian Dunn? Great to be here, Philly. Good, Philadelphia. Well, you're talking about uh, Syracuse basketball, but, you know, I still remember that 77 game. Uh, we were both from college, and uh, uh, a young Bayheim coach beat Mears, and that was uh, Ray Mears' last hurrah at Tennessee. 
Bayheim's uh, it's still the most bitter pill Tennessee basketball history to me. And Bayheim didn't age a minute. That was I'm his sure first that. year there too. I never dreamed he'd still be around when I was getting social security. Fifty years of torture, Bino. Fifty years of torture. Tony, did you hear anything about uh, Nico uh, playing in the ball game in this, that last press conference? Or was I, I didn't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you. No, I did not hear. No. Well, what's the waste to even have press conferences over there? I, I don't. Uh, I mean, that would have been a nice question to ask. When are we going to see him? Yeah. I'm like you, Tony. I, I tried to give this guy a chance, but. Uh, he, he just can't play, and I was surprised, I guess, and we're, we were lucky to go eight and four of him was starting quarterback. Yes. Well, the question that people are asking, and it goes back to what our previous caller had brought up, Greg in Columbia, which is, could you have played that true freshman and had the same record? And I think the answer is yes. I think you would have lost to, and you would have beaten who you would have beaten. Yeah, and you look at the... Uh, Florida, they've lost to everybody except us. Oh, yeah. Now, that loss over the weekend was a gut punch to Sunbelt Billy. How about that Missouri team, Bino, making winning plays in the last 50 seconds of that game? Winning plays. Yeah, they're they're having, they're having their magic season this year, Tony. Yep. Well, where do we go from here, guys? Uh, for next year... Nico better be as good as advertiser. We're in a big hurting because we're going to have a green offensive line and a green secondary next year. And uh, and in some ways, you're going to have uh, the receivers are going to some some of those receivers next year are going to have won't be get haven't had that much experience either. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about college football. You got to grow your guys, Phil. That's the beautiful thing about the sport. Um, the thing that concerns me most is potentially the offensive line next year. With a, But we have the portal now, and we'll see what happens. But that's my concern. Because I do think this quarterback's going to really be able to play. I think he's going to be a dyna- dynamic, dynamite football player. For the secondary concerns, Phil, I believe I'd rather be... I, I, I believe I'd rather be uh, inexperienced and talented... Uh, then experienced and two steps slow like we've been. Yeah, thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. Although some of these guys could have their COVID year and I don't know. That whole COVID year thing somebody had brought up earlier, it's like 15 of those guys on that roster. is a whole bunch of them. Some of our secondary looks like they've had COVID for four years. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Lord. There's not many of those seniors I'd want back. Maybe a couple on the offensive line I'd want back. Maybe it. Just uh, say bye to all of them. Kind of do Thanks what uh, Rick Barnes did last year when he had his meeting with those guys and said, hey, I love each and every one of you. But And Triple J came back as a walk-on. That's how much he loves it here, Phil. Yeah. Triple J's actually playing his best basketball of his career up to now. No he, doubt. Unless he, get, unless he gets hurt again. Uh, but me uh, to see what happens today. Uh, if I Syracuse, I would play a zone defense against Tennessee. And I'd press a little bit, too. Because, uh, because ZZ's not 100% yet, Phil. And I would yeah. force Meshack. 
that's a little concern of mine that they use that late in that game the other night. Maybe they feel like they found something. Well, if Mike Shack's your point guard in March, you're not going very far. Well, he won't be, but I, the points well take. Although Phil, he's pretty, he's better than he was last year. He slowed down a lot. Well, still not an actual point guard at all. Yeah, how many you people need, are? You, you need him to defend the other team's uh, best player. No doubt about it. Needed for no doubt about it. And uh, but Tennessee's this is a great tournament. Hopefully, they can at least win a couple games in it. Win today, and it's eight o'clock tomorrow night against either Purdue or Gonzaga. Win that game, five thirty Eastern time on Wednesday. Kansas. Good night, Almighty Philly. I want to congratulate uh, Brownie Boy for beating the Titans Oilers yesterday. It's pretty cool. See. You. Well, I give Brian a lot of credit. He didn't come on here and say one word about the Jags. Which no, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised by that. Brian, we've had growth in your world. Well, there just wasn't much to really say. I mean, they're they're much better. They're a much better team. And that's what happened. That's what should have happened. You've got a rookie quarterback against someone who's in year three on the road. A team hadn't played well on the road. The Jags really haven't played that well at home. But it shouldn't sh- shock anybody. I'm start- I, don't, I don't think they thought they were winning. I'm starting to think uh, the team in your division, Bino, that has the best future is that Houston bunch. That guy is an incredible player. He's an incredible well, player. Uh, all, all of a sudden, Tony, the Titans and the Colts are are looking up at the Jags and, and Houston and maybe looking up at them for a number of years. Back to the phones we go. That kid is a really special player. And the little guy in Charlotte, I don't know if we're going to be around to find out or if he's going to be around to find out how good he can be because he is taking yeah. a season <clears throat> beating when he drops back to pass. I certainly wish that. And I also think Houston's got a pretty good head coach in D'Amico Ryans, which I don't like at all. You know, the fact that they're they're really looking as good as they are so soon, they're at a schedule. Back to the phones we go. The other thing about the NFL is I'm watching that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game yesterday, and I'm thinking to myself, how were both of those teams 6-3 and three going into yesterday? The Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback play is wretched. Their play calling is even worse. That Kenny Pickett, you talk about a shocking thing. He can't throw the ball. He's the most inaccurate Weird-looking quarterback at the NFL level I've seen, and you team him with—he's got very tiny hands. You team him with, and he wears those gloves. What are you doing, man? Let's get our next call in. Ten Blitnikoff Awards semifinalists, and five of the ten are from the SEC. Who from Tennessee? There is nobody, but there are two from LSU. Brock Bowers from Georgia, Luther Burden, Missouri, and Xavier Leggett, South Carolina. Who are you voting for being off that list? If you had one Brian SEC Thomas vote. And uh, you got Malik Neighbors from LSU. Neighbors, Thomas, uh, Leggett, or Brock I, Bowers? Uh, I like the uh, kid at Oregon, Troy Franklin, actually. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Hey, y'all. 
Uh, hey, y'all. Hey, Brian, I just want to congratulate you on your Jags and your Iowa Hawkeyes this weekend. Bro, I saw. <laughs> How many Iowa score this week, Brian? <laughs> what was the point I total? I think they, uh, I think it was maybe like 20 to, was it like a 20 to 15 type of, type of game? They, they, they had to are, to win. they are smoking hot right now. And they went over, they hit the over in their game. I think it was sixteen to fourteen, or they they scored a late touchdown run. They have a good club um, to go back ahead of Illinois. It was a beautiful game. Yes, they got they, a great defense. They got a great defense. That's a great league, oh, y'all. That Big Ten. That's what they tell everybody. Boy, these defenses are incredible. Uh how no. excited is Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC to go play them teams? Oh boy. How about that USC bunch, Rusty, out there where you are? How about that fraudulent head coach of theirs and the the way he's gotten exposed? How about losing five of six games? All my SC people out here just are in shock at how horrible they are. Um, And they can't defend anything or anybody. uh, Oh, It's as bad as you can play defense. They they they're they're talentless and they don't know what they're doing. Our fans want to rip Tim Banks, I, and I'm yeah, not I saying Tim Banks is great, but if you want to watch something, watch USC defend people. You'll feel better about Tim Banks. The thing about SC is they're really good on third down because they never play it. They only play first and second downs because the team gets eight yards a pop. It's insane. Yeah. Hey, the other night, y'all, me and Gina just were rolling listening um if you're out there listening right now folks listen to tony b on spaces because hearing him be so mad at georgia tech and syracuse while callers were talking is just the best thing going today it's brilliant getting the back view of the program it's so good we were loving it man i had a guy um shoot me a long text he said hey man i could hear you calling a caller a loon (laughs) We could hear you guys talking to each other. I could hear you talking to Ewad. I said, Chief, I'm, I'm well aware of that. That's it's called so, the show so Unfiltered. And when people jump into the spaces, you get the un- – like today we had to figure out a way to do hypo. And that guest and me and Brian were talking about kind of how to make it all fit, make it all work. So you get a real behind the scenes. And then during our breaks on The Daily Show, you really get to hear us uh, – like we launched on you, so now I've got to be careful launching on Bina. We got to be careful ripping Lusty, uh, Rusty now that he's figured out spaces. No, bro, you can you can launch. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to. You got big I deserve, arms. I deserve, I, deserve, I deserve it, and it's all in good. You fun. got big arms, man. Yeah, but I'm I'm stupid, so it's okay. But some of the things that Bina says about you are like personal, so we got to yeah, protect well, him. He just he doesn't like me. I know. I understand it. It's okay. Hey. Uh, no, but it's it's fantastic and it's organic. It is organic, guys, yes. I was getting so very beautiful. angry the other night. Georgia so Tech beautiful. playing around. Uh, did you did you end up on the good side of that one? By the yes, way, yes, sir. We won. Good side awesome. won. Awesome. Hey, I don't know that Josh doesn't trust Joe because if you didn't trust Joe, you would just hand it off on third and two. Because why would you trust a quarterback on third and short to throw the football? If you don't believe him, that's. The, I mean, I think he does trust him. I think he's wrong to trust him. I think you should be handing it off on all third and twos. And I mean, we're not going to pick it up throwing it. We've seen that. He's not going to complete it on third and shorts. Just. I, I think he's got too much trust in him, or else he would just be handing it off. 
What do you think, Bino? It's an interesting point. Yeah, Rusty, I, I don't. Uh, uh, I, I don't think he trusts him, and the re- and th- this may be misreads by Joe. The reason I don't is what he allows Joe to throw is stand up and throw over there on the wide receiver screen or throw it 75 yards down the field where if it's picked, it doesn't make any difference. What we don't see from Joe is on third and medium, him throwing the ball over the middle on the slant like people have just killed us with all season long or the brock bowers jump dumping the ball off your tight end there's none of that in the middle of the field in our offense none of, hey rusty stay right there to the radio and we'll, we'll pick it up rusty in our tld logistics overdrive overtime in the meantime i hope you have a great monday we're on with you as soon as the tennessee syracuse game comes to a conclusion today and after all these tennessee basketball games it's garza law tennessee basketball overtime right here at tclub.team we appreciate you peace